So when the Quran is recited, then listen to it and pay attention that you may receive mercy. Assalamu alaikum, bismillah rahman rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah. Welcome y'all to our first uh, episode in our series. Um, I am really excited for this one. Uh, this is the first time we're uh, going to put our halakha hats on. Uh, though I think I think we've been, all our conversations have been halakha tier so far. I think uh, the conversations we've been having uh, have been halakha. But today... Uh, we're really going to be diving into um, diving into the fundamental of our deen, uh, of Islam, and, and that is uh, diving into the Qur'an. And so, uh, basically, what, what we'll be doing with, these Quran reflection, with this Qur'an reflection series um, is basically, as we, as we are reading the Qur'an, um, just, uh, you know, we reflect on certain verses, maybe that stuck, you know, stood out to us, um, as we were reading the translation, maybe, or we, we, we you know, we heard it somewhere, uh, but to certain verses that, that, you know, stood out and we reflected on, and inshallah, we have three that we will be doing during this month of Ramadan, and hopefully we continue this, I, I really do hope that we continue this, but where uh, I will, um, there will be verses that I, that I reflected on, or that I choose, and I'll lead a discussion on, and then one that Bara will do it, and one that, that Faisal will, inshallah, as well. Uh, but really excited to, to really dive into the Quran and, um, and talk about, um, you know, the heart of our, of our, of our deen. And so today, so we'll start, inshallah, today, um, with some verses in Surah Araf. Uh, this is the seventh, uh, Surah in the Quran. And how we will do this is we will recite the verses with the translation. We are using translation uh, from MAS Abdul Halim. I had mentioned this, I think, in an episode earlier uh, that, that, that I used. Uh, but yes, um, we'll be using his translation and we'll recite. And then as we recite, we'll do the translation and we'll go through these verses. So today, inshallah, we'll talk um, through again Surah Araf. This is the seventh surah. And we'll be doing verses 44 uh, to 51. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ونادى أصحاب الجنة أصحاب النار قد وجدنا أن قد وجدنا ما وعدنا ربنا حقا فهل وجدتم ما وعد ربكم حقا قالوا نعم فأذن مؤذن بينهم أن لعنة الله على الظالمين the people of the garden will cry out to the people of the fire. We have found what our Lord promised us to be true. Have you found what your Lord promised you to be true? And they will answer yes. A voice will pro pro proclaim from their midst, God's rejection hangs over the evildoers. <laughs> Those who turned others away from God's path and tried to make it crooked, those who denied the hereafter.
A barrier divides the two groups with men on its heights, recognizing each group by their marks. They will call out to the people of the garden, Peace be with you. They will not have entered, but they will be hoping. وَإِذَا صُرِفَتْ أَبْصَارُهُمْ تِلْقَاءَ أَصْحَابِ النَّارِ قَالُوا رَبَّنَا لَا تَجْعَلْنَا مَعَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ And when their glance falls upon the people of the fire, they will say, Our Lord, do not let us join the evildoers. وَنَادَ أَصْحَابُ الْأَعْرَفِ Did I say that right? الْأَعْرَفِ الْأَعْرَفِ رِجَالًا يَعْرِفُونَهُمْ بِسِيمَاهُمْ قَالُوا مَا أَغْنَى عَنْكُمْ جَمْعُكُمْ وَمَا كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَكْبِرُونَ And the people of the heights will call out to certain men they recognize by their marks. What use were you, great numbers, and your false pride? And are these the people you swore God would never bless? Now these people are being told, enter the garden. No fear for you, nor shall you grieve. وَنَادَى أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ أَصْحَابَ الْجَنَّةِ أَنْ أَفِيضُوا أَنْ أَفِيضُوا عَلَيْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ أَوْ مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهِ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ حَرَّمَهُمَا عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ The people of the fire will call to the people of paradise, Give us some water or any of the sustenance God has granted you. And they will reply, God has forbidden both to the disbelievers. Those who took their religion for distraction, a mere game, and were deluded by worldly life. Today we shall ignore them, just as they have ignored their meeting with the day with this day and denied our revelation. So, um, before we get into the verses that we just recited, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the surah and how it, it's structured. Beautiful surah, subhanAllah. Um, so, uh, the surah begins uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about um, the Day of Judgment. He gives a small little snippet uh, about it. Uh, on that day, the weighing of the deeds will be true and just. Those whose good deeds are heavy on the scales will be the ones to prosper. And those whose good deeds are light <clears throat> will be the ones who have lost their souls through their wrongful rejection of our messages. And so he has that little piece. But then, then he talks about the story of Adam salam. And, and of course, with the story of Adam salam is the story of Iblis, right? And, and here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about, and this I think sets up the rest of this, uh, the rest of the surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the story of, you know, when he had created Adam salam, 
and he had told all the angels to bow. You know, Adam or sorry, Iblis had said, "I'm better than him. You created me from fire and him from clay. Like why? Why should I? What? Why should I be bowing?" And this is what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "You know, get 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 down from here." They were in, they were in paradise, they were in garden, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "You know, get out from here. Um, there's no there's no place for your arrogance here." And this is the beginning. This is where Iblis. This is where the devil uh, was born. And uh, it's really important that we understand um, understand uh, this this story of Iblis because it founds basically the rest of the surah uh, that's to come. Right, and then Iblis says something really, really important. He says, "Because you have put me in the wrong." This he's talking to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Because you have put me in the wrong, I will lie in wait for them all on your straight path. So I will wait for everybody on your straight path. So these people will be walking on your straight path, and I will be right there. And you will, and you will find most of them are ungrateful. I will come from them from their front. I will come from them from their back. I'll come from them from their right and from their left. And then you will find these people uh, are are ungrateful. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given, has granted Iblis respite. So uh, Iblis had asked for respite, basically, you know, relieve me of the punishment that's coming just for a little while, while you know, while you have this whole earth thing that's going on uh, that you created Adam for. So just give me this respite for a little bit, um, and then I'll be that person. That I'll wait for these people on the straight path, and I will start guiding them off. And so. Uh, and then from here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, <clears throat> sorry, he, he goes into, he begins, this is where we get into these verses that we just talked about, right? So these, the, we, we, we begin with verse 44, the people of the garden will cry out to the people of the fire, we have found what our Lord promised us to be true. Have you found what your Lord promised you to be true? And they will say, yes. A voice will proclaim from their midst, God's rejection hangs over the evildoers. So these people, <clears throat> These people, uh, the people in, in heaven, and we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us one of them. Um, uh, we, we, they will be looking at the people of hellfire and they will say, you know, we, we found Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. He had told us so many times, right, all this, all this detail about paradise and all the, all the blessings. And if you do good things and all these sort of things, this is what your reward will be. It will be tough in this life. Maybe you'll have to sacrifice. Maybe you'll, have to, you'll have, literally have to give your will. To, you'll have to submit your will to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all of this is happening, but your reward is there. And this is what I promised you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps this promises. And so they will say, we, you know, we, we see this promise. It, it came true. Uh, did you see the promise that, that does your, did your promise come true, true, uh, true as well? And uh, of course, you know, these people will, will have to say yes, because um, they weren't, uh, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from, 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 from this. But they, they, these were the people that were ignorant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's science in this world. And they had, they had left there. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and, and then in the end, God's rejection hangs over the evildoers. Evil and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes who these people are. Those who turned others away from God's path and tried to make it crooked. Those who denied the hereafter. So the beginning part of this, those who turned others away from God's path. So again, they're on God's path, and they were turning them away, making this path crooked, exactly like Iblis. Exactly what Iblis had said. Iblis had said earlier in the in the earlier ayahs, they will come to you on your straight path, and I will try to distract them. I will try to push them away. Same people right here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing as evildoers, those who turned others away from God's path and tried to make it crooked. These are the people that will be in, in the hellfire. These are the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk, uh, uh, says are the evildoers. So really, really interesting, really, really important uh, parallelism 
of, 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 of Iblis and the story of Iblis and what he will be, same shaitans are right here who are uh, blocking these people as they come down God's path. And so we continue. A barrier divides the two groups with men on its heights, recognizing each group by their marks. So this, this, this surah is called Al-A'raf, and a literal term is the heights. And so basically this is this barrier that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about. So, so between... So there will be a barrier that will divide heaven and hell, and inside is mercy, right? Inside is heaven, and outside of it is hell. And so these people will be on this barrier. And who are these people? These people are the people, and this is from a hadith, that these people are the, the, the people that their good deeds um, were good enough to keep, him, keep them outside of hell, but their bad deeds were enough to keep him outside of heaven. So they're basically, their good and their bad deeds equaled out. So they're balanced. So they're zero, zero. And so they're standing on this height. They're standing on this, on this border, waiting to be judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether they will be let into mercy or not, and let into heaven or not. And so as they're standing, as they're waiting to be, to be judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with zero balance, there, there's zero deeds, right? I mean, the, the balance is zero, good and, and bad match up. They will look at the people of the garden and they'll say, peace be with you. Uh, they will not have entered the garden, but they will be hoping to enter the garden. And then they will look on the other side, and when their glance falls upon the people of the fire, they will say, Our Lord, do not let us join the evildoers. And then the people of the heights, the people that are standing on this, board, on, on this, on this border, they will call out to those, you know, they'll, they'll recognize some certain people in, in hellfire. They'll, 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 they'll not recognize them, but some marks. Um, but they'll recognize them, and they, and they would say, what use were your great numbers and your false pride? What what use were all these things that you were building up in this in the life that we were just in? What what use was all of that? All that remember and and again, understanding that arrogance is what it kicked Iblis out of the heaven right in the beginning when he when he was too arrogant he was too prideful to bow down to Adam and Islam as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded same thing right here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is is mentioning that these people will tell these people of the heaven what use were your great numbers and what use was your false false pride all the stuff that you that you just built up in this in this world what use of it, it what use is it to you right now and then really, really interesting. And they will say, and they'll ask these people, and are these people you swore God would never bless? These people that are that are that are standing on this on this Araf, on this on this border, are these the people you swore that God would never bless? And really, really interesting here that remember that these people are the people that their good deeds and their bad deeds match. And so obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And um, you know, I'm not I'm not any scholar or anything, but when you when we reflect on this, when you think about evil deeds and good deeds matching you think about a person who was you know they did a bad deed or something and they tried to balance it out with something good you know like we, we, we there's some hadith that we read and i think one of the hadith that we actually read today was that if you do something bad you know follow it up with something good so these people maybe they were struggling in this life maybe they were trying to figure themselves out and these people who are in hell in, in hell right now that they're calling out to that they're recognizing they're asking them you know are these the people are did you so did you did you think that these are the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never bless? You know, there's some people from, from afar as they see people struggling and they're trying to be good, right? These people are trying to better themselves. They fell down, they did a misdeed, but they're trying to get back up and they're trying to get back on track. And these are the people that will look at them and say, man, God will never, God will never bless you. You know, it's the idea that you look at, you know, um, it's the idea, it's sometimes arrogance, sometimes jealousy, sometimes envy, that you look at someone, they're trying really, really hard. 
and you just don't like how much they're trying. You don't like that they're continuously, they never give up. You know that sort of mentality that even though they did something bad, they're still trying. And so these people were envious of these people and they, you know, they, they, they wanted to be like them, but they could never be like them. And so they, in this life, they told them, man, God is never going to be merciful to you. You messed up too much. You did too many bad deeds. It's not going to work. And so these people will ask them then, and are these the people you swore God would never bless? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so, so they're going to get to this because, again, their good deeds and bad deeds balance. They'll get to this, and they, they think, the people in heaven, they would have thought that, man, God's never going to let you go into heaven. But, subhanAllah, what comes after this? Now these are the people, these people on the, on the, on the barrier, on the, on the border, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, enter the garden, no fear for you, no shall you grieve, subhanAllah. So these people who, whose deeds have matched and they're at zero balance, and in this life, people saw them struggling. People saw them falling and trying to get back up and trying to balance their deeds. Everybody looked at them and laughed at them and mocked them. And they were just like, huh? you know, like, really? Are you serious? Like, you really think that God's going to forgive you for all these things? You, you're trying to be a good person, but are you really going to get there? These are the people, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, enter the garden. No fear for you, nor shall you grieve. And subhanAllah, one of, one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names is um, the, the, the one, the giver of peace. And he talks, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the salam, the, the, the salam that's going to be in the garden, in paradise that day. No fear for you, nor shall you grieve. And we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us this peace as well, because throughout our lives as we mess up and we try to balance ourselves and we try to, you know, repent and we try to, especially in this month of Ramadan, we try to, you know, correct ourselves. There's so much fear in us. There's so much anxiety. There's so much unsurety. Like we don't know if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will... Will will forgive us for the things that we've done, but on this day, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will say, "Hey, peace. There's you. You now are at peace. No fear. No shall you grieve because you have entered." So we'll continue, and then the people of the fire will call to the people of paradise. So now these people are in paradise. The people of the fire will call to the people of paradise. Give us some water or any of the sustenance God has given granted you. But the people of the heaven uh, will reply, "God has forbidden both to this the disbelievers. We can't give you water. We can't give you any sustenance." And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here describes who are these disbelievers. Those who took their religion for distraction, a mere game, and were deluded by the worldly life. Today, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we shall ignore them just as they ignored our meeting with this day and denied our revelation. SubhanAllah. So, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again describes a disbeliever, those who took their religion for distraction, a mere game, and were deluded by the worldly life. And so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to make us of these people. But uh, these are the people that, um, you know, uh, what is a distraction? So basically a distraction is, you know, you're working, you're getting an assignment done and something came up. Oh, let me let me busy myself in this for a little bit and then get back to what I'm doing. Right. So these people took religion. These people took the faith of Islam as a distraction. Let me just get into a little bit. You know, it's it's you know it, I have to do it just for a little bit. Let me let me just do it for a little bit. Let me just pray a few prayers. Let me just get a little spiritual here and there, and then you know I'll get back to what I was normally doing. So this is what the religion is is to them, and Subhanallah. Again, when we think about the foundation of the surah, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talked about the story of Iblis, Iblis is doing just this. The Iblis is doing just this thing where he is he is making their religion a distraction. He's standing on that path, right? These people, again, we talked about the people who um, 
who are on the barrier, right? These people who are struggling, who are trying to get on the straight path. These are the people that were being those distractions. These were the people that were taking just the religion as a mere game. And we're not going to go through the rest of the surah, but in the rest of the surah, just, just as a context, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He beautifully, beautifully puts this together. I know there are some surahs that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts, uh, puts like bits and pieces of it and maybe it doesn't flow. But subhanAllah, this, 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 this surah flows very, very much. And after he talks about, after he gives this description, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes into several paragraphs of different stories of different prophets. So he talks about uh, Nuh alayhi salam, he talks about Hud alayhi salam, who went to the people of Ahad, he talks about Saleh alayhi salam, who went to the people of Thamud, um, you know, he talks about uh, Shu'aib alayhi salam, who went to the people of Madian. And so he talks about these, and then he ends with a story of a long, in depth story of Musa alayhi salam and, and Fir'aun. But basically, the idea of, of, of all these, right, there were cases of people being arrogant, just like Iblis was arrogant in the beginning. There were cases of people who, because they were leaders of the, of, the, of the people they were in, they would distract these people, they would take them off the path, they would question. And at the same time, they would also make this. Uh, make this religion a game. They would just, you know, it would. They would say, there are times when they would all say, you know, okay, fine. You feel like you tell me that there's going to be a punishment. Okay, bring it, bring it right now. Like, like, t tell, show, show it to me right now. And unfortunately for all of them, punishment did come. But you know, sometimes we we get into the, you know, it, it can. We, we subhanAllah, we, we, we try, n you know, not to be like these people as Allah SWT has described it because it's, it's really, it's really vivid. But, you know, we, we may get into a spot where we're just like, okay, you know, I, I can, Allah SWT, it's not like Allah SWT is going to punish me right away, right? It's not, it's not like that earthquake's going to come and swallow me or like, you know, it's, these things aren't going to happen. So maybe I can, and what is that? That's exactly what a game is, right? Like that, that's exactly playing the faith of Allah SWT where, where he, um, you know, he's told us these are the certain things that we're supposed to stay away and these are the stories that, that are in the Quran and, and this is how, you know, punishment came to these people. But yet, what do we do? We're like, hey, we can do this a little bit. Like, nothing's going to happen if we just do this, you know, and, and, we, and we sort of play with it a little bit. And this, subhanAllah, is exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about here, that these are the people, uh, when he talks about the disbelievers, those who took religion for a distraction and it was a mere uh, game. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, towards the end of the surah, as he's talking uh, about uh, Musa alayhi salam and his story with Pharaoh and the, the, the Bani Israel as, as, as he, uh, he's freed them from Pharaoh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will keep distracted from my signs those who behave arrogantly on this earth. Right? So again, tying in with the story of Iblis who, is, who was arrogant. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying like, for these people who are arrogant, I, I'm not even going to show them. I'm not even going to let them see the signs so that they believe because they're so arrogant that there is nothing to arrogant that such a high, such a high sin, such a high thing that is despised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that created the devil. I'm not going to let these people even see the signs or even even be in a state that they can um, that they can comprehend comprehend the faith. So 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 that's what I wanted to, to go over as I was reading this and I was reading the, you know the translation. This is just something that's really stuck you know stuck out to me. And I think there are a few things that you know inshallah that we can we can take from this. Number one is understanding Iblis, right? Knowing who Iblis is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Iblis is our sworn enemy. And it's really, really important that if somebody is your enemy, you understand them. You you you, you really see what makes them them. And so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the devil is our sworn enemy, we understand how did he become the enemy? How did he become the devil? And that is by the arrogance that he showed, right? Uh, why, why do I have to bow down to him? He's made, he's made of clay. I'm from fire. I'm, I'm far more superior. 
that's one. I mean, not listening to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is another thing. But on top of that is doing this. But then also understand what the devil does to us in this world, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that, or the shaitan had said that, I will stand on the, your path for these people who are walking your path. Not people who are off your path. Not people who are like already gone. I'm standing on your path. I'm standing as people are walking down your path. I'm right there. And I will be the one whispering to them. I'll be the one moving them away from your path. I'll be the one making it crooked. I'll make them be invested in this worldly life. I'll make this a distraction. I'll be there on that path. So all these people that that are that are trying to stay on this path, I'll be right there. So the more we understand, and and then also you know coming from the front, from the back, from the right, from the left, there's there's a lot of commentary on that, and, and we, we for another time. But just understanding who the devil is, so that we can uh, play games back. So that we can be stronger than the devil because if we know him, we know how to respond to the things that uh, Iblis does uh, against us that, 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 make him, that make him more powerful sometimes than, than our own souls. And so the second thing I think that we can learn is who are the evildoers and who are the disbelievers. So in these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about who the evildoers are and who the, the disbelievers are, right? So that the evildoers are those, those who turned others away from God's path and tried to make it crooked. Those who denied the hereafter, right? Again, a parallel to to Iblis, and, who, and then who Allah SWT does in, in the later verses, who are the disbelievers? Those who took the religion for a distraction, a mere game, and were deluded by the worldly life. So, just I think it, it, it you know, again, we we pray and we pray that Allah SWT, you know, keeps us away from 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 being these these sorts of people, but then also that He keeps us. You know, cognizant of who these people are that could be in our lives, right? Who who are these people that that are acting like iblis? Who are who are physical forms of of iblis that they see you from afar and they're like, hey, hey, let's 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 let's, let's distract you from from the path. Let's keep you off of it because it's really really important to to know that as well. And I think the last thing I want to just just mention as as a takeaway here is subhanAllah and this this really really sticks out to me and are these the people you swore God would never bless I think it's so 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 important because especially as we are in the month of Ramadan you know we there is that term you know Ramadan Muslim right where you only see them in Ram and this I guess it's really difficult now because of COVID you don't see these people in the masjid and you can't you can't you can't make this you know comment now but I mean I say it very I say it like I'm, we're laughing but it's so serious because we look at, you know, sometimes we, we, we think of, and it's just Ramadan Muslims is one of the many, you know, different things, you know, only coming on Friday namaz. I mean, sorry, only coming on Jumma prayer or, you know, only, you know, whatever. We, we, there's always something that we can make. But are these the people you swore God would never bless? These are the people, again, their deeds are zero, zero. Their good deeds and their bad deeds, they balance out. So in this world, maybe they were tripping so much. Maybe they were falling down and they try to find ways to get back up. They did something bad. Then they try to do something good to offset it. And they did whatever they could to try to get on this path. And they were mocked. And, and throughout this, throughout their life here, they were, everybody, people were looking, you know, laughing at them and, and mocking them and telling, man, God's never going to bless you. Trying to bring them down with them. Right? They were already down. They were already gone. They were already astray. Right? They were already arrogant. Allah SWT says, if you're arrogant, I'm not going to give you the signs anyway, so you're not going to see them. So these people are already down, and they're looking at people who are trying to get up, who are trying to go to that straight path, who are trying to make it, who are trying to be successful. And they look at them, and through maybe it's envy, jealousy, arrogance, whatever it is. No, no, man. God's never going to have mercy on you. Trying to get to their heads to make them feel, okay, you know, why am I trying so hard? Do I need to be trying this hard? You know, I'm trying to find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, but, you know, this person is saying that I'll never find it. And he's kind of right. I do have all these bad deeds. You know, you never know if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive me. But 
and, and these are the people that will be will be will be called out in this life and subhanallah and are these the people you swore god would never bless they'll be standing on this araf on on this on this on this on this height on on, on this border and then as soon as they say this enter the garden no fear for you nor shall you grieve subhanallah these are the people that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will will allow enter enter the garden you know um so just you know a a a really important reminder to us not to be like these people who who mock others who are trying to you know to try to come to the path that's one thing the second thing if you fall down keep going like it's it's you know don't don't despair of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy like you you got this like you know just keep going there's always there's always a chance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you. Um, and then, and then, yeah, states, you know, just, just don't, don't allow it. And if you're in this spot where you're getting, you know, where you're, where you're dropping, you don't allow anyone um, to feel, to say, um, to make you feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is, is not going to encompass you. Uh, because subhanAllah, subhanAllah, enter the garden, no fear for you, now shall you grieve for these people that, that um, could have been pulled down uh, by these people who, um, uh, who 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 went, uh, who they were mocked by, um, but yeah. So I, I, I just um, thought, you know, when I went over this, it was really deep and it was really, it's really touching. I understand. There's, uh, I mean, in our series to start, it might be <laughs> really a powerful and a vivid sort of you know thing, um, but really it it just stood out. And and honestly, the whole surah, subhanallah, is just so well placed and so Allah has put it together so well with the stories and and you know um and, and how he has built it and how he's put it together uh, but definitely uh, this you know this part um this part sticked out so that's all i had um to, to discuss so i'm going to open up to you guys uh whether it's specific verses that we went over uh, or you know pieces in the conversation uh, as as you know I was giving my reflection and things that you wanted to to mention or talk about. Um yes, Walid. So I had a quick question actually. I just wanted to make sure I understood before I ask or before I guess give my thoughts. Um so like uh where is this? So I am number fifty. Sorry, not fifty. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh like you know forty eight ish. Yeah, forty-eight. Like when when in the in the Quran says, and the people of heights will call out to uh, certain men they recognize by their marks. Like what use were your great numbers and false pride, right? And then it says, and are these the people you swore God would never bless? Like like that question, are these the people you swore God would never bless? Is that addressed to the same people, like with their marks? Who have the marks? No, this is this is to those people who are on the on the on the border. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, good, good, good. So my yeah. my thought is right. So basically, the people on the border are those who have been genuinely trying in life, but they keep so so, so. To be honest, to be honest, only God knows. Yeah. But, but like, if you think about it, if their good deeds and their bad deeds equaled up, like, I I would think I would assume you know, and I know we shouldn't as Elsmanta's you know knowledge is more, but. Like you know, if you think about it, they're probably the people that are have been struggling or have been trying. You know, I got you. To, to I got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Good. So my understanding is right. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I've been following it. And like you. So, like I really, really love this ayah because, like, it's just, I feel like it really kind of almost captures because I feel like nothing can really truly capture 
in a justice way of Allah's mercy because Allah's mercy is beyond our imagination the fact that you know we're gonna hear people we there's so many stories of people struggling like companions struggling uh, you know they do so many wrongs but in the end we hear that they enter paradise you know and and like one of the biggest things I love to think about is Umar uh, bin Khattab and like how he used he wasn't a Muslim before and he actually despised kind of he didn't want to be a Muslim um, but regardless like he had a change of heart and became one of the like the best Muslim companions in history like he became such a great influencer and leader and he like and before that he wasn't Muslim I'm, I'm pretty sure people nowadays if they saw him they would probably judge him and be like oh yeah this guy's a bad guy like you know he's not gonna enter paradise but you don't know you don't know people's potential and I think this ayah kind of really speaks about that that everyone has potential you know what I mean it's like that that saying you know innocent until proven guilty um, but it's it's kind of analogy to that analogous to that but instead everyone has potential until proven they're not you know yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah yeah. Um, yeah and I really love that ayah it's really great um, but that's my thoughts but uh, to add on to what you're saying because uh, yeah my first comment was going to be on that verse um, and especially with the last bit of it where it says uh, um, what was uh, what use were your great numbers and your false pride and especially I guess for me the your false pride um, and uh, will lead you reflect on that very in depth when you were speaking um my, my takeaway from that one was very similar to what you're saying, but also uh, the idea that sometimes we think, and, and it's great, it, it, it's, it's amazing actually how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coins great numbers with great pride. Sometimes we think that when so many people do something specifically, that it is the right thing to do. And yes. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Hold on, face yes. Say that again. I need you to say that again. <laughs> Sometimes, like, uh, what I love about this ayah is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coins great numbers and great pride. And, uh, and, and I guess, worldly words, it is sometimes we think when so many people do something, then it is the right thing to do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala oh. is speaking to us that, no, it is not with great numbers that it is the right thing to do. And it's almost like mm. also to the, to the phrase quality over quantity. It's, it's do not just conform. And I, I like your yeah. analysis of that. It's we need to... Um, like you know sit down and really think about it so this ayah really speaks to that very much so yeah. um i also yeah. also had another comment on uh the, the ayah that follows right after um where else says uh you know and are these the people you swore god would never bless now these people are being told enter the garden no fear for you nor shall you grieve i love the word no fear for you and nor shall you mm. grieve yeah, yeah. It's very soothing. It is. It really is. It I really don't know. Is. It just stood out. I was re like, as as you guys were reading it, and I just read like la khofun, no fear. It just yeah. makes you go in a state of ease. Uh, but also in, in a state of uh, like, we we understand that you're frightened. We understand that you might be. So in, in the word tahzanun, when I when I first read it, I thought sad. I guess that's the literal translation. But Abdul Hadim, the way he translates, which. Uh, it fits the ayah itself. Will grieve. Uh, will yeah. grieve. Yeah. So it's like you're like contemplating what you've been doing, but that also speaks that to the fact that you know you're struggling, and uh, Allah uh, knows your struggle. Um, but do not stop. And it goes back to if you guys know Matwali Sharawi, 
uh, he's like a, a scholar that uh, an Egyptian scholar. He always takes the Quran and he um, translates it. Uh, his name is Muhammad Matwali Sharaw. If anyone wants to look into it, and so uh, one of the things that he said, I really liked. Um, also, it goes to what your analysis on that, Walid, um, is that Allah Subhanahu wa says in the Quran, uh, "Enter Jannah with no fear and there is no grief." But also, the idea of uh, 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 you work with all your limbs and all your thoughts to get closer to Allah and the mercy of Allah is up to Allah it's not up to you to make that mercy judgment that exactly. Allah knows I've been struggling so much oh my god Allah knows yeah he knows but it doesn't give you <laughs> that permission to stop uh, so I think this is where the fear and grief comes into play that you're always in that state of mind. Allah knows that. And He will give you His grace and His mercy. Um, but till that day, you keep in that constant hustle. You know, till that day. Because He says, until Jannah, Allah says that. Until you reach Jannah, then He says, there is no fear and there is no grief. So I, I, mm. I don't know. This one was really, uh, I like that ayah so much. And yeah. And sorry, uh -huh. la last one, the last I so of the I think. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Walid, you you read to us six verses, right? We're we're covering six verses. Yeah. Uh, about yeah, which one are you? Which one are you on? Uh, uh the uh, 50, uh, 51. 51. I guess the last one, of the verses you said. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I like your you, you contemplate on this one very very much and uh, I it. it yeah, I really like what you said about it. It's very, uh, this ayah wraps it up, wraps up this whole conversation and also coins in the whole idea that the, um, I'll talk about this more in depth, but for this ayah spe specifically, uh, I like when the Prophet Sallallahu says, uh, uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so still with the content of character. <laughs> um, we shall ignore them just as they have ignored their meeting with this day and denied our revelation. So I guess ignored or forgot about this day. So I, I wonder, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying or is he telling us that in everything you do in life, you should have the day of judgment in mind? Because he said they forgot about the day of judgment. Or the kafaru, they, they've just they decided to take life you know as a mere um as a mere a game and were deluded by worldly life meaning they've forgotten about the day of judgment and it makes you think and everything that i do shall i in introduce the day of judgment in it do i put that context of day of judgment am i oh, like it also it, it strikes you that um you know it makes you it makes you doubt yourself it makes you think and do I make every intention and every day activities to the day of judgment? So it makes you like start kind of, kind of getting scared. Um, but if you go back to the earlier ayahs uh, that uh, that or to the narration of which Walid you said, um, you know their hasanat and their uh, sayyat were right in the middle. So they were zero. They, they it was just uh, the the balance was halved. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has let them go to Jannah because he's, he's the all mercy. So in 
by by that notion they had half bad and half good meaning half of their life maybe they didn't think quote unquote on the day of judgment but they made every possible uh effort to keep going so allah made that judgment for them right and i guess i go back to that um so to me the, to wrap it up by saying do not forget is do not let your own emotions take over the effort that you should be exerting and you keep you keep doing that and i keep doing me allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in me his creation um so yeah i i like how you wrapped up with the the whole the three the three steps uh, of this conversation know your enemy it's important to know that he's yeah. always in your right in front of you he's on your course and um and to know who are the evil and who are the good doers um that's actually good like it's important to know okay so there's there's this path and there's the shaitan so by definition if you're on that path you're of good doers and by definition if you if you ran into the if you're off the path you ran into the shaitan so your enemy has put you off the path you're now in the bad doers and to also that the, the tie between these two for the bad doer to come back on good doer course they are the same ones that are getting mocked so do not let that as you were saying to just i'm really just reemphasizing retweeting what you're saying uh, <laughs> uh do not don't make it hard for them to come back on if you think about it as a road you know shaitan is the is the checkpoint and you know you come and he, that checkpoint tries to get you on a different road for you to get lost and as you're driving there's this person in front of you they went through that checkpoint and the checkpoint has uh has convinced them that they should take a, a right while the right way is to keep going straight so you went through that checkpoint you're good to go mashallah good for you 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 keep going but you see them on the other road don't start making fun of them because they they are trying to come back on that same road you're on and um i like how you tie in these three elements of the the conversation they go hand in hand but these are my reflections of what you said yeah mashallah Yeah, I just wanted to just mention on so Faisal when you had mentioned the uh, the last ayah right here that that's on the screen so they have ignored their meeting with this day. Subhanallah again the the structure of the surah is so well that if you take this ignore their meeting with this day uh, and you read the rest of the stories that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has in the rest in the, in the surah he talks about the he talks about people who did just this And if and and again, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is is all is all knowing. So we don't necessarily know his translation for this. But if you read the rest of the um, the rest of the stories, it talks about those people specifically who ignored their meeting with this day. They you know they they is it really gonna come? Like, are you really gonna bring us back from the dead? Are you really going to you know judge us for the things that we do? Like, okay, show me show me the punishment. Like like show me is it real? And so these are those people that. that ignore their meeting with this day uh not necessarily not necessarily is it that you keep it in your mind all the time but according to the stories according to these people is it it it's those people that that's not going to happen yeah right like there's no way that's going to you know they're they're arrogant they're they're um they're paralleling the characteristics of iblis um feeling that they are feeling that they that that they're better than this knowledge that that the rahmah the, the mercy the peace that's coming to them i really love yeah. the um yeah. this these ayat these are really good ayat and to really think about it is is beautiful subhanallah well um all right we're going to wrap this one up here 
um inshallah this was inshallah this was beneficial and again giving a disclaimer that we're not scholars here mm-hmm. it's you know we 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 ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for forgiveness for anything that yes. we said wrong I mean, if I there mean, is something yes. that you know that we didn't cover you know or that we said something Let wrong that, 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 yeah just, just just reach out um mm-hmm. and uh and then spread and we'll, we'll spread that knowledge inshallah and anything anything good from us is from Allah mm-hmm. yes 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 mm-hmm. all right y'all and remember your Lord within yourself in humility and in fear without being apparent in speech in the mornings and the evenings and do not be among the heedless. Indeed, those who are near your Lord are not prevented by arrogance from His worship. And they exalt him, and to him they prostrate. <laughs>